0: Children of all ages and especially our four-legged friends. It's your boy, the nonprofit sector connector. And it's so funny because I have a show called Philanthropy and Show in Focus and this show here called The Professionals and Animal Lovers Show. And on Friday, I started off philanthropy and focused like this. Welcome to the professionals and animal lovers show. And I said that's not the right name of this program. So I'm trying to keep the two things separate. Um, this show came out of an idea, Valerie. I'm I'm reading a book actually. It was referred to me from a friend. It's in my bag. I'll show it to you in a little while. Okay. It's called um, Start Something That Matters, and it's Aww, by you know that I love you know, that. No, I
1: don't know but I love that already. No, it's
0: actually it's actually by Blake. McCoskey
1: okay
0: the guy who invented Tom's shoes
1: I love so, that guy
0: so um
1: great great, great company
0: I, I'm actually in, in an undisclosed location in the southern United States right now <clears throat> very mysterious so I'm re- so I actually had a I made a connection with a new friend Nick earlier this week and he told me about this book so I was reading this book and one of the most important parts of this story is the story and the story for this show, Professionals and Animal Lovers Show, I like to say your Professionals and Animal Lovers Show because we come here together to, to to learn, to educate, and to advocate. And I am far from an advocate, but I hang out with an incredible advocate, and she knows a lot of stuff, and she keeps giving me information. Her name is Valerie, <laughs> and one day Valerie came to me and said, Tommy D, I want to do a show and I want to talk about animal advocacy. And that's some six months, seven months ago. And now we're here doing this every Wednesday at 2 p.m. on TalkRadio.nyc, talking alternative broadcasting on the Facebook, or maybe it's the meta right now. I don't know what it's called, Val, but the, I like the word the. That's something. Right? But this is the professionals and animal lovers show. All right, so let's dive into this. There was some sort of I don't know what the backstory is specifically about Wendy and, and our guest, Karen, who will be joining us shortly as well, Um about the rabbits, but there's something about rabbits. You know, there's like, there's something about Mary, but there's something about rabbits. And you might've heard Valerie, um how do I say this nicely? Was trying to convince me to uh, foster a rabbit that has not yet happened. Um, more to come on that conversation. There's a lot of parties that are involved in that discussion. It's not like, <laughs> United Nations negotiation But I will say I don't have the, the final vote We'll say that, we'll just leave it right there for now We'll talk about, we got 58 More minutes to talk about the rabbit situation So we'll maybe we'll dive back into it Every week we come together to, like I say Learn, educate, and advocate And I'll tell you, Val, one last thing Before we dive into this week's show I was on a phone call About an hour and a half ago with a woman named Jill Who is in um, Oh god Um, not Milwaukee, um, not Minneapolis, Minnesota in, in Minnesota and has a rescue. And she was telling me about what they do for really, uh, sick and injured, um, animals with disabilities. She was introduced to us from our friend, Mick Collins, who you and I talk about big fan of the show. And this particular there's like 300 rescues there in Minnesota, in her area, but they do something to really find a spot for these special needs pets. And mm. tell me a story,
1: how I'm, uh, I'm yeah. going to just respectfully disagree with you with something you just said. Before. What did I say? You said you're not an advocate.
0: Oh, I officially <laughs> I thought I was in begged, trouble. I didn't know. I was
1: officially beg to differ. No, you're never in trouble. At least not with me. But I, I, I will tell you that um, a, you have an open mind and an open heart, and b. I see you with your compassion and empathy from hearing um from these people who have we've had on as guests and they're describing situations and stories that really happen everything from uh you know what's what's going on with puppy mills to uh you know the improper treatment of community cats and everything and you have the heart for it but also last week yes or the week before i'm trying to remember exactly what it was we we brought up a bill that someone had mentioned and you were reading it and educating me on it and that is that was like my proudest moment i was like like, it's like yeah like (laughs)
0: the the, the proud mama right the proud
1: and
0: and yeah i I mean so not to be self-deprecating or anything but like from a, i i don't you know I'm trying to be an advocate. I'm not at the rallies. I'm not doing the stuff, but I'm trying to educate people. So, look, that's what this is about. Life is about exactly. evolution. Life is about growth. Yeah. And if, if we're going to stay on this planet with other species, it's got to be about compassion. Shout out the Compassion Awards. I'm sure we'll talk about it, but we are thrilled about the Compassion Awards, which will be coming up. Um, you know, in a matter of months here on Long Island, albeit I'm not yes. around, but he, there on Long Island up north. <laughs>
1: <All> <laughs> so right. excited! So, so the, the rapid Um, if I could briefly, I I would like to um, just honor this rescue because not that I'm taking away from any other type of rescue. However, I think the predominant rescues are usually focused around dogs and cats, which are the most popular um, companion animals. However, rabbits face the same challenges and they face the same uh, even more so I think actually rabbits are uh, more inclined to be dumped into someone's you know park local park or area um because the owners will just think that oh you know it was cute for a while but I'm gonna let it run free and they don't realize they're doing anything you know harmful but um the point is that rabbit rescues in general they really need a lot more attention than they get. So um, we're happy to garner and bring some spotlight over to this organization, which is um, all about rabbits rescue. And today, right now with us is Wendy Thompson. She's with their Jersey branch, right? And we would love, love, love for you to talk about the mission, what a day in the life of a rescuer for rabbits looks like, how we can help you. If you have that event that you'd like to talk about, just let's dive in. All About Rabbit's
2: Rescue was founded by my director, who was having lunch in a park one afternoon and felt like someone was watching her. And oh, sure enough, there was a very tiny little bunny oh. watching her. He came right up to her and he asked for her help.
3: Oh my so
2: she took him in. She knew nothing about rabbits. She tried finding placement for him. There was no place for him to go and nobody wanted him. So he fomented the starting of the rescue. His name was Bunster, also known as Monkey Joe. And he was Ah. the tiniest little bun with the biggest attitude. The very first time I met him, I was offering my friendship and so happy to meet the guy who started it all. And he bit me. Oh, (laughs) Yes. So he has since passed on on, He passed
1: away a couple of
0: years ago. Wendy, I got to get in. Love at first bite.
1: Yes. Oh
0: boy. (laughs) That should be the name of this episode. (laughs)
1: Well he might have he might have misunderstood misinterpreted her the situation. He might have thought that, you know, some some other woman was competing for his love. (laughs) Yes. It's
2: very possible. Although he had two women. He had Vivian, my director, and he had his own bun wife. So maybe it's it's most likely I was intruding on his territory and getting in his space. And Mm -hmm. I deserved it.
0: <laughs> his name was Bunster, but then his nickname was Monkey Joe. I love that because I yes. you know it's funny? I always think it's hysterical, and I've heard this maybe comedian say it one time, like how we name an animal a certain name, and then we have all these nicknames. But then I'm thinking i'm hearing you say Bunster, then Monkey Joe, and I'm going, I do that to my kids. I do that to my friends. Like you know, like I'm not going to get into the names, but we have names that like it, this became a nickname that turned into this, and it turned into this. And it's yeah. like, has nothing to do with his the guy's original name. It's just sort of like, you know, the nickname got a nickname. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Yep.
2: Yes, we all do. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, therein began the, the, the journey. And um, I think that we have just surpassed 500 adoptions. Wow. Um, And, you know, the reach is from, you know, Jersey right into Long Island. I think we've even done a couple in Connecticut, but those were, you know, that was very close Connecticut and it was, they were people who um, already had experience. Mm -hmm. Um, If for newbies, for new adopters, people that are new to rabbits, we really try to do our very best to educate. Um, about proper housing, diet, care, all of the things that they need to be happy and healthy, because if the rabbit is happy and healthy, their adopter is more likely to be very happy with them. An unhappy rabbit acts out and they're abandoned at the highest rates when pets of any sort don't fit with people's preconceived notions of them.
3: Yeah, that's
2: when it all
1: goes awry. It's said to me that for the most part, it's difficult to find shelters to accept rabbits. They that's part of the problem and why people also will just release them into a backyard or a park or something. And they in their mind, they think, well, you know, they'll they're perfectly fine out there. But, um, you know, finding a place to take the rabbits when they're not wanted any longer or if God forbid someone passes away and nobody wants the pet. Um, you know, that's got to be a big part of the difficulty, but what does an unhappy rabbit look like? Let's start with that. An unhappy
2: rabbit is kept in way too small a space, Mm -hmm. uh, fed the incorrect diet, um, handled much more than they would care to be. Mm. Most rabbits do best with four feet on the ground and interacted with at their level rather than being picked up off the ground, which I mean, very few are okay with
3: that,
1: I'll tell mm-hmm.
0: you. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. that's good to know. So, just- back, Val. Val and when, if I can understand something, because I don't even understand the origin of why they're abandoned. So can we go back, especially as we approach the Easter holiday, which I imagine mm-hmm. more people, you know, I'm, shout out to our, our friend, John Leonardo. I'm sure he's, you know, we're going to talk about chicks and baby chicks and all this stuff with that soon. But is it, is the, like there were some rabbits in my neighborhood. Like I saw we don't see them anymore. I don't know. They were definitely outdoor rabbits. I why do I say that? I don't know. Because they were outdoors, mm-hmm. I guess. Like I have like no Wearing reason.
1: a little jacket.
0: No, yeah. <laughs> they had mittens on and winter hats. No, Val, they did not have that although that's a cute show. I would we should draw that show. We should write it and draw it in cartoons and stuff. But um I love I'm a big Bugs Bunny fan, but that's a whole other thing. But they were outdoor they they were like I think they were I don't think someone put them out there after they were done with having them as a pet. So I guess my question is, and, and we're coming up against a break, so we'll, I'll ask it. And then Wendy, when we come back, maybe we could talk about it. Like what is it that your rescue is seeing them in a park and realizing that there's a need to bring them in and hold, hold your answer for me too. Cause we're going to go to break, but, or is it, The other thing that I think Valerie was talking about, a family has a rabbit for one reason or another, and they need to now find a better place for the rabbit. I'm going to let you think about that because we're going to take a 90-second break. This show goes super fast, so buckle in. Hold on tight. (laughs) This is your Professionals and Animal Lovers show. I'm your boy, Tommy D. That's Valerie. That's Wendy. All about animal rescue is here. We'll be right back.
5: Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc.
0: This is the professionals and i'm a lover show so the organization is all about rabbits rescue which is a non that is not a rabbit rescue that is a cat valerie that is a cat what what cat is that now as my rule is if you show up on the zoom screen you must introduce yourself so who's that
1: this is phoebe she's doing her weekly cameo hello phoebe she expects to get paid
0: and well, he was
1: here before.
0: <laughs> no one gets paid on this show, Val. So, <laughs> so Phoebe, get online. So listen, um, <laughs> So, Jovi hasn't showed up in a couple weeks. Wendy, we have a, our friend, Jovi. He's almost like our mascot, but he hasn't been around.
1: He is. And it's National Puppy Day. And he's not a puppy anymore, but to me, he'll always be my puppy. So he I might have to birthday. get him after the next commercial break. Just yeah, he had a birthday recently, didn't he? Yes, his birthday was two days ago. I can't believe it.
0: Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Joby. So I just want I'm reading off my phone here. So the mission of all about rabbits rescue is to rescue the abandoned and neglected rabbits and help with them with their placement in their forever homes in the New York city area. Shout out to Queens. The organization actually really is, is kind of out of Queens really right, Wendy. I know we have some connections to Jersey, some connections to long Island, but I will, you know, as you probably are aware everybody listening like this matters to anybody queens is definitely my favorite borough shout out to Queens. shout out to the queens chamber of commerce etc cetera, etc cetera. um so educating potential owners and current owners on responsible care of rabbit surrenders and supporting legislation to support these animals so, so hold
1: on a i think yeah. your question was like how do you tell what is the difference between an animal that was dumped and prior yeah. like
0: That's part of the question. And also, you know, the second part of the question, I guess, is like, like, why are they, and how do you know, like, that they need help? You know, so that's kind of the question. That's a good question. Okay. So
2: there is one type only in this area of wild rabbit that is considered wildlife, and that is the Eastern cottontail. And it is a brown agouti, uh, fairly short-eared, scrawny, skinny head, I slightly bugged out. Um, That's all we have. Other than that,
0: they're not in this area. Anything
2: else, anything else, any other color uh, is domestic. And in fact, um, in December, early December, I caught a rabbit that was running loose around a lumber yard, but it had the same brown coloring as The eastern cottontail so people really weren't paying much attention to it until someone walked by with her dog and the rabbit came toward her Mm. so she took video of it and asked about it and it was a domestic because cottontails are wired to run for their lives yeah they're prey they're low on the chain right anything that approaches you like that is not going to be a wild rabbit looking out for it's safety. Rabbit, yeah.
0: What a great yeah. help. And I know yeah. those rabbits. So that's another reason. Not that I sort of bug out eyes or their skinny face, but I saw them boogie. They move, man. Like they get under like fences, like, you know, like, are they, I, I mean, now I'm being silly, but like they're related to rats and mice and that kind of, they're no. not. Okay. No,
2: they're not rodents. No rabbits are rodents. They're a lagomorph. It has to do with the shape of the jaw um hmm. and they're actually more closely related to chinchillas huh. you know the little long haired they look like rodents but the yeah. jaw it's the way the, the, the jaws
0: i've heard of them a lot but i don't it, i don't think uh tragically and this is certainly people on my show are going to like be enraged about isn't that what they used to make coats chinchilla right isn't that yes. a, yeah sure there's plenty right. of rabbits, rabbit right and, rabbits too. and rabbit
1: too do you remember i mean this Thank God doesn't exist anymore, as far as I know. But um, I know what you're going to say. Yes, I was a child in the '70s. Yes, so I think to I may sell have found keychains with yes. rabbits. Right? Good right luck. It's good luck. Allegedly, good luck, right? And it was good luck. Thing. It wasn't good luck
0: for that rabbit who got a <laughs> no. It was not, was and
1: luck. I, uh, but but
0: were those it, real? It, yes, they were. It,
1: yes. We take but they a have moment like little
0: fingers in it like if you pull Nails, one, like,
1: yeah man, If nails. We take a second though to realize and recognize that that doesn't happen anymore so that and also speaking of chinchillas um as well as rabbits because rabbit fur was also desirable for like you know the lining of gloves and yeah. you know whatever angora for sweaters angora for sweaters you know we have made progress and this is why we have to continue to spread the word educate um because that stuff furriers are for the most part shut down like you know the fur trade there's still some out
0: there val i see there are but for the most
1: part what i'm saying is for the most part let's put it this way if you look back or even on tv shows based in that time era the 70s into the 80s you know, fur was like a status symbol, you know yes. what I mean? And now it, it is, it's rare. I, I did see someone, she was this older woman. Oh, and I was in a nail salon. And long story short, we ended up sitting next to each other at the dryers. Like I kind of didn't have a choice, but she was you wearing fur, so. you,
0: you said something, right?
1: No, she was like 90. And she had like an aide with her. And she was clearly not all she didn't have all of her marbles. And I was just I was like squirming in my own skin, but at the same time, I'm like, first of all, I'm not going to change this person. <laughs> second of all, she's, you know, got one foot on a banana peel, but I just sat there and I was like, Oh my God, get me out of here.
0: Get me here. Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on a second. What? This is a, this is a compassionate show. We're here to help animals and people. Yeah. Now you're, you, she's got one foot on a banana peel. Well, I don't even know what, I don't even know what that means. Does that <laughs> mean she's going to slip? She, she goes was on her way roll.
1: out, but you listen, we have a new, we have another guest with you. We, we do hey, have another Karen guest,
0: Karen, Welcome Hi, to Karen. pals, Karen.
1: I'm so sorry. I'm so that's okay. Sorry about that. No, we're glad. We're, we're glad, glad sorry, you're here.
0: here. You know what? You got here when you were supposed to be here. That's how this show works. That's yeah. it's perfect. So I just want to make one more comment about the whole fur thing, uh, and then we could put that to bed for a bit. But have you seen the movie American Gangster with Denzel? Great movie, by the way. Frank Lucas. He's a guy. You didn't see it, Val? I think. I think I did. I don't know. Talk to Barry. It's a great movie. So anyway, (laughs) the the he wears this. I think it's a chinchilla coat, but it's like neck down to his ankles and the hat and the whole thing. And it's an era. I mean, I had grandparents who wore the mink coat. You know, like that was like a thing. Like, um,
1: but that's my point. We've made a lot of progress. We're revolving.
0: We're evolving yeah. yes ma'am. can i interject Please. here for a moment
1: yeah
2: although yes big long full-length coats are no longer in style at least right now and hopefully never again it really wasn't all that long ago only a couple of years maybe slightly before covid everyone was walking around with those knit hats with the fur pom-pom
6: yeah. or
2: those those slide sh- type shoes oh, that like look these. like slippers that were fur. So I really don't I, although we may yeah. have evolved and many people may be considering fur as inhumane now. More and more people I hope are more aware.
1: Yeah. It's still out there. No I'm sure it is. I wasn't aware of that but I will I, I didn't re- but then again I'm not exactly you know on, I'm not a fashion trendy. I don't really care. see you know what <laughs> but, I'm up. I'm a
0: maxinista. <laughs> okay. Ladies, so I don't know if you know about that TJ Maxx, that's my store. I'm a maxinista. So it's a different thing. It's not, exa- not exactly a fashionista, but like it's similar, I guess. But no, I I get your point too, Wendy. Like we are evolving. We're not evolved. If we were evolved, we wouldn't have to have this show every week, right? There wouldn't be people out there doing the work on the front lines that you all are doing.
3: Definitely.
0: Yeah. Right? This is where we're. So I'm with you. We're not done. We're we're we're, we're trying to right. The I wasn't
1: aware of that, though, but I, I, I will say, though, I, I have seen some really, really awesome like faux fur pieces and um, actually our friend Joanne from the Humane Society, she has beautiful taste in clothing and she's very stylish and all that she has a lot of like faux stuff, faux fur, whatever you wouldn't you wouldn't know it's beautiful it's soft it feels good, you know and it's warm whatever but. So back to the rabbits, what I, what I really want you guys to also inform us and educate us about is, um, hypothetically, someone who listens to this show or might stumble onto this show, may be interested in helping, let's say there's a potential foster out there, right? And um, what does that look like? What, exactly what does that entail? how many hours a day, you know, how much space in your house. I've heard, you know, you hear different things. Some some of them are litter trained, which sounds awesome. Um, Some people might say, ew, they smell, you know, please tell us what that looks like and, and legitimately what someone can expect if they foster a cute little bunny. Would you like to take the floor, Karen, for
2: this question or?
7: Sure, sure, thanks, Wendy. Um, as far as the space goes, it, it's, you know, the, the regular habitat uh, for most of the day at a minimum is usually about four feet by four feet. So it's not a very large space in your home. And we always recommend time out of the pen during the day uh, or in the evening, whenever it's best. Um, a couple of hours would be fantastic so that they can roam around, explore, exercise, interact more with you and your family. Uh, so it really doesn't take up a heck of a lot of space. And um, I, I've fostered plenty of rabbits, I think Wendy would agree, I, they don't smell as long as you're cleaning up after them properly, like any other uh, pet or family member. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. most of them.
0: (laughs) I got to laugh because (laughs) I got to laugh because plenty of family members can be pretty stinky (laughs) if we don't clean up after them too. So I, I get (laughs) I get what you're
7: saying. Are Stinkier than rabbits. Yes, that is true.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And so when you foster, if you if you foster through all about rabbits rescue, you get um, provisions for, yes. for the animal. Okay. Tell yes. Us about that. We supply the basic setup
2: if you are going to be fostering with us, which would include the uh, the four by four pen that Karen spoke of, um, water bowl, food bowl, uh, litter box, initial supplies. And we hope from there, well, we expect from there that you'll pick up the ball and supply, you know, after your your initial starter supplies dwindle down, that you'll, you'll supply the rest.
6: Mm-hmm. So there's
2: hay, there's high quality rabbit food, and then there's the fresh greens, freshly washed variety of greens every day that they would need to stay happy and healthy. And the, the maintenance and, and cleaning and, and love, most importantly, I- love. Um, There are, I would say, uh, two different types, if I want to make general uh, categories, of foster homes. There's the initial intake foster homes that will take any rabbit, broken, bleeding, sick, ailing, and those would be our primary fosters. Myself, the director, Karen, and several others are capable of doing that, Mm -hmm. where we sort of nurse them back. Get them on the mend. Get them seen by veterinarians, and then we they would be ready to go on to the secondary foster homes where they can de- you know, decompress and learn mm-hmm. to love and learn to trust and get the exercise they need while they await
1: their forever home. Um, I have so many questions about this. So, um, like, if somebody is taking in a rabbit as a foster what's the average like turnaround time until they get adopted usually okay so that can
2: vary greatly depending upon the desirability of the rabbit Mm
6: -hmm.
2: um i will first say that um the much larger rabbits or the big white ones with red eyes uh do wait a lot longer because they're not the little cutesy ones with lop ears that everyone thirsts after Mm -hmm. I will say that I try especially hard to match the personality of the rabbit with the family it is going to, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: um, you know, if it's, um, if it's a a noisy, active family with, uh, children and laughter and lots of, um, lots of action, you Mm -hmm. can't put a sensitive, nervous rabbit there. Uh, you need one with a sturdy personality who can uh, join in on the fun. Okay, right. Um, I agree. Just okay. as you would never put in a, um, a rabbit that may have you know, a slight bite history, probably out of fear, may never happen again, but you, you wanna be very careful about placing that with, with a child. Yeah. Um, of, course, course, of we, course we expect all the children to be very gentle and respectful of a rabbit's nature and not try to pick it up we expect so they
0: shouldn't that... they shouldn't bite the rabbit either
2: <laughs> <laughs> right it's just
0: reciprocal but, you're right it's kind of a basic rule like all like, right here's the pool ground rules no biting and then everything and then we'll go <laughs> for that's yes. I, I love you. you
1: why i love I you comedy.
0: i think it's cool <laughs> <rule> to have <laughs> I'm not a big rule follower, but if I was writing a rule, that would be a good one. Here's a rule I have to follow. we got to take a quick break. This is the Professionals and Animal Lovers show. Karen and Wendy are here. Valerie is, of course, here, and I am here. Tommy D. We'll be right back. Professionals and Animal Lovers show.
5: Howdy. I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7
0: Welcome back to the pal show. Welcome back, everybody. We're thrilled to have you here. I just wrote that during the break. Uplift, educate, and empower. That's what we do here on talkradio.nyc. And I love those commercials because it says professionals serving community. And that's what we're trying to do here. So thank you, Valerie, for the compliment. I will call myself AAT, Animal Advocate in Training. Okay, so I'm learning to do this stuff. So every week I learn a little bit more, and every week I hope we're teaching you all who are listening a little yeah. bit more.
1: So, so Tommy, let's jump back in with, um, like let's say hypothetically, we know a family, Toast. you know, they Hair have toes. children. I knew. Yes. I knew.
0: for thirty minutes you were just setting this up. I know when you're asking okay. The, okay. these women questions about families and and rabbits and the fit Me? and stuff. Me? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's yeah so hypothetical. <laughs> ahead, I'll stop and and you know they have their own home and they they have most likely the ability to be great blusters um like what would you say to them about the experience and let's say specifically for their children like is it a good experience is it an important experience what are they going to get out of it as a family i will let karen take that
2: because she <laughs> is a mother and okay. i think that Women with children can
7: best speak to that. It's such a great experience. Uh, My daughter is heavily involved in uh, not only the actual rescue aspect, but the fostering. Uh, It's great for reinforcing being responsible, um, caring for and respecting living beings um and also to just enjoy the beauty of the journey that these rabbits go on you know as wendy mentioned before we take them in sometimes they're kind of broken and we get to help them put their pieces back together and gain their strength and start to love and accept love then watch them go off it's
0: it's sorry karen i'm sorry i lost it please continue
7: just watching them then go off to their families. Who anybody who gets through the screening process and brings home a rabbit, they're wonderful people. So my daughter being able to experience that with the rabbits and with me is just it's,
0: it's beautiful. So uh, the joke, everybody who may not pay attention to this show, is Valerie has. I, I'm not sure if this, starting the show is more important or convincing me to get a pet was more important. I think they was like running neck and neck. If anybody watches horse racing, which is a whole other show we should do, because that's, I know, not a good we
5: thing really that we're racing
0: horses, but 1 in 1A. I think Valerie wanted me to get a pet and wanted to launch the professionals and animal lovers show at the same time. <laughs> so that's sort of the inside joke that I want to make sure everybody else is in on that. Um, we're talking about a rabbit situation in my home, so that's sort of the joke. But I, I want to ask you something um i want to ask a million things but let's start with this one are i think it was karen who mentioned they have a personality um or uh, when you're putting somebody in a putting one of these animals in a home you look for the social one maybe it was wendy to put to link that up are they really social animals like i know with when we deal with dogs air quotes personality that we put these personalities on these dogs but they come up they nuzzle are can the rabbit be playful like that as well because I I don't know much about that, that whole interaction.
7: Absolutely. And like dogs and cats and humans, they're very individual. So some of them are friendlier than others. Some like to interact more than others, but absolutely there are many rabbits who crave that interaction with their humans and they will come running right over to you. They will nuzzle up with you or climb up on your lap and settle in for a bit. They'll play with toys with you. They're they absolutely have huge personalities.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah,
1: I had a rabbit who, when we let him out of his little area, his little you know condo, um, he would. It was like an Olympic rabbit. I feel like he was like jumping in the air and twist. He was like an acrobatic rabbit, and he was so cool. I wish the technology that exists today existed back then because his slow-mo videos, it would have been like watching, um, what was that? What's the famous, uh, snowboarder, Sean,
0: Sean White. Sean White.
1: Yeah. It would have been like watching Sean White do like tricks in the air. Really? <laughs> yeah. he was so good.
0: Is this a rabbit like, you had as an adult or when, when you were a kid?
1: Oh, I was in like fourth grade. I was, yeah, I was referring to my childhood as grades, but anyway, um, you know they they can be very entertaining and and really lovable. But the, his thing was he never wanted to go back inside, so trying to get him to like stop playing was always a challenge. So that was my twenties. In the
0: beginning, though? my thirties were like that. Val, I never wanted to stop playing. I, it was always yeah. play time. Yeah. yeah, up
1: all night, sleep all day. But what yeah. are the what are the deal breakers for like when someone submits an application? Like, is it um you know they have a dog or they have cats or like, what What do you guys um, feel is not a good fit for someone? I will say when we get an
2: application where there are already four dogs, five cats, a lizard, a couple of guinea pigs, you know, how we we really do as much as we want to get these rabbits in homes, we have to we have to really think about if they're going, if, if any two or three of those animals got sick at one time,
6: mm-hmm.
2: or even consecutively,
6: mm-hmm.
2: would they be able to pay for the vet care?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and do they have enough space and time to devote to that kind of menagerie?
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so it's, it's about space, it's mm-hmm. about financial resources, Right. If they have any veterinary history, how well they kept up on the care of either the animals they currently have or the animals that they previously had that references go a long, long way.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. What, what, what would you like to add to
7: that, Karen? Uh, I think you covered everything.
2: I mean, I guess it would also be their understanding of the care involved if they are new to rabbits or if they aren't new to rabbits. Yeah, Um,
1: Um, I was just thinking about working hours or like the amount of time that someone's home. I mean, that that prohibited me from getting a dog. I mean, it was on my own volition. I knew I wasn't going to be. A good dog parent at a certain time in my life, where I left the house at like six thirty in the morning and didn't walk back in till like eight thirty nine o'clock. So, is that also applicable? Well, we all we all have to work to earn a living. Mm
2: -hmm. um and the nice thing about rabbits is that they are crepuscular. they are dawn and dusk animals so they perk up in the morning and they're up for a bit and then they go down to nap for you know late morning through the afternoon and then they perk up again in the evening and they're Mm -hmm. active again in the evening so if you ask me they're not even active when when you're at work usually Um, i just learned Um, a new word thank you
0: yeah can you say that word again wendy
2: Crepuscular. Just like dear, crep, us.
7: I
1: love it. C-U-L-L. I love learning
0: the word. <laughs> on the Professionals Animal Lover Show, we do three things: muscular. we educate. That's the one we just did there. We learn and we advocate. So, thank you, Wendy. Crepuscular.
2: Crepuscular
0: with a Crepuscular, and I feel like we're at the spelling bee. Can you use it in a sentence? Yes. What is the origin of the word? <laughs>
1: Karen, I know, um, I believe I spoke with you once a long time ago. It was probably between six and 12 months ago, which isn't that long ago. But, but you were, I believe, on your way to check out a situation with some rabbits being reported as showing up in someone's backyard. I believe it was Garden City off the top of my head. But I guess what I'm curious about is like, what so what's a typical situation look like for you as rescuers like i know for me I, I get these crazy messages all the time and then i end up usually sending them out to my repertoire of of trappers or people who i think can help like if someone found found an injured squirrel i usually call john de leonardo you know if someone needs all of a sudden someone has 25 cats in their backyard I'll, i now have my trappers to call do you guys get a lot of calls like, hey, there's a rabbit off the southern state? It doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, what's this look like? If someone wanted to volunteer, what what are they doing? It's
7: it is quite similar, Valerie. We get calls, we're tagged in Facebook posts, messages are sent to us um, very frequently, unfortunately. And um you know, depending on the situation, we quite often will call in other rescuers within the organization and um we'll try to get as much information as we can on where the rabbits are how long they've been there what condition they're in um and then we move into action to try to line up a foster home and go and catch them safely
0: so you don't have karen if i'm correct about this do you have a do you have like So that example, it's on the Southern state, you send your folks out there, they pick it up, but it sounds like it's an emergency foster situation. There's not, you don't have a a building, you don't have somewhere to house these animals initially. Is that correct? You do not? That's
7: have a facility. So all of the rabbits are brought immediately into foster care.
0: Wow. Um, So you have your fosters kind of like on the ready, like, Hey, you know, we know we can go to these handful of folks if we get a, if we get a rabbit. Not always, Wendy, I see your face, no?
2: Not always. I mean, how many can we really pile into our own homes without, you know, without it becoming a little bit weird, um, without affecting our, you know, our own quality of life more than it is already effective? Like, how many animals could you have in your house, Tommy?
0: Right now, Tell zero. Me, how many on, animals on, Two fish. you pack in there? No, we can't. This is the. This is what the show right. is all about. It's yes. part advocacy, part convincing me to get a pet. That's what I told you, Wendy. That's what the show is. <laughs> all yes, about. don't
2: worry. We're gonna be dropping calls off that. right after the show. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell gonna, you this.
0: I want to help I, Val, but, but Val, before you take us to a break, because I know that's what you got to do, but I wanna, <laughs> I want to, um, I want to go out and, and help you catch one of these rabbits one day. Yes.
2: Oh, all right. Yeah. You'll. Your number will be given to our. Uh,
0: I don't know. Board. I don't know how. But I, and I, I'm not saying I can foster the animal, but I want to come out and help because I think it would be kind of fun. See, Wendy, I know I'm not taking the animal. I'm just trying to be helpful. But at the same point, if I fall in love with the thing, I got to deal with that. And that's a whole other conversation. But I'm, what I'm saying is I think it would be fun to go out and do this and we video it. We record. I say videotape to my kids. They go, what is videotaping? Mm-hmm. But I go, well, we'll record it. And then we can do like put the video out and be like, look, this is what this organization is doing. Do you do a lot on, of that on social media? Like, do you put that stuff out there of, of like being on the rescue? Like,
2: um, we have, I have tried, but usually it's hard to be camera person and Elmer J. Fudd at the same right, you, time.
0: Then we'll pick one of us will be camera person and one will be Elmer J. Fudd. Okay. We'll figure it out. So, I, and we look, I have cameras and like tripods and all kind of cool stuff. Like I got a GoPro right over here on my, on my <laughs> desk. Like we could bring this out. Like I could wear it like on my chest. All right, we got to go to break.
1: When we come back, <laughs> we definitely are going to talk about the uh, overpopulation and what people can do to help. Um, and also just emphasize the fact that Easter is coming up and these precious, innocent creatures are not gifts or or Easter de- decorations.
0: No, just get yourself, uh, get your kids marshmallow peeps. They're delicious.
1: <laughs> and stop
0: bringing home rabbits.
1: All right, we'll be back. we go. So this is like the lightning round. I'm going to warn you guys, the last segment of the show really flies. And before we do anything, um, I have a couple of quick announcements that I'm going to make. And I want to jump back into the space of rabbits. But um, right now in the state of New York, in the Senate, there is a bill. It is um, 90-A, sponsored by um, Kaminsky, Helming, and hinchy And what we're looking to do is rewrite the legislation that regulates um, punishment regarding uh, organized uh, dog fighting rings and everything that pertains to that paraphernalia. uh, You know, uh, you don't really want me to go into all of the hideous practices that these rings involved, but let's look into that, support it. Um, Also relevant to the rabbits is the anti-puppy mill bill legislation still stuck in codes committee. What we need everyone to do is to actually reach out. And there's a great resource uh, on Facebook. It's Puppy Mill Free NY. Um, This affects companion animals being sold in retail stores. We need to end the puppy mill and kitten mill and rabbit mills. Same thing exists for rabbits as puppy mills. there's rabbit mills, Um, call Assemblywoman Rosenthal. We need one more sponsor on this bill to get it out of codes and onto the floor for a vote. If this thing gets to the floor, we believe it will pass. We have that sponsor. It is just not been uh, processed. So we need everyone to call Assemblywoman Rosenthal, 518-455-5802 and ask her to pass and uh, process that sponsorship. And we will get this historical important bill to the floor. Val, how do we get,
0: let's really just kind of key in on something. Assemblywoman Rosenthal, you said?
1: Yes, who, ironically, she actually has sponsored this bill. So there's no reason for her not to process this final, you need a certain amount of sponsors to get it out of a committee and then pushed onto the floor. We have it. We just need her at her office to process it. The bill will Mm -hmm. go to the floor.
0: I'm going to I I'm going to be up in Albany with the Queens Chamber of Commerce on um I think it's May 12th. So, you know, let's supply I, I could have said this to you later on on our phone conversation, but I'm putting it out there to the world so everybody can think this way. You know, as an advocate in training, <clears throat> excuse yeah. me, this is how, this is how we think. This is the handbook for advocates in training but think about how you can make impact. Think about how you can influence people. So what I'm saying is give me this stuff and when I'm up there, is there, a, what was the timeline that, on this? Well, we I,
1: need I, everyone to do it sooner because I believe session ends. We, we have uh, less than 30 days, I believe. All right,
0: so, so then we end. need to make some phone calls. So can yes. we share this later on on Facebook? I'm operating yes. off of one screen, which is not exactly. hundred
1: percent. Right. So 100%. later
0: on, we'll share it on, on Facebook. Yes.
1: All right, so we only have a few minutes left, roughly 10-ish, 10 change. change. Um, So I want you guys to please educate us and the the public, uh, what can we do to help reduce the overpopulation of these rabbits humanely? I
7: I think the number one thing is adopt. Don't buy animals, adopt when you're ready and understand going into it that it is a lifetime commitment. Mm -hmm. And for a rabbit that can mean 10 to 12 years. Mm -hmm. So as long as they are, Ready for that kind of a long-term commitment, um, please. There's there's just thousands and thousands of rabbits out there right now looking for adoptive homes.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
7: it, 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 speaking up, um, you know, by contacting r- your local legislators to put this bill through. It, it's it's such a critical part of all of this. Yes. Thank um, you, yeah. And, you know, and of course, we always need people to help with rescues to open up their homes as foster homes, too. It's it's just as important. We can't do what we do without foster homes.
3: Yeah.
0: Let me ask you a question about this, because when I when I learned about feral cats, I learned that there's a solution, but those cats end up staying out there. We bring them in, we do the spay and the neuter, and then we return them to where they were. But I know you made a, a comment about this in the chat, Wendy, that you wanted to talk about this. What I'm not clear about is you have these, we're really talking about, well, I, I don't know what we're talking about, candidly. Like domestically, domestic animals aren't supposed to be out there anyway. So it's not like we're bringing them in, spaying and neutering them, and then bringing them back. Can you speak to that whole piece so I understand what, what we're trying to do?
2: So, yes. Yeah. So if you're not going to adopt an already spayed, neutered pet, it really is so important to be willing to do the spay and neuter yourself. Exotic animal care is not cheap. People often get rabbits as pets because they think that they're easier, they're less expensive, but nothing could be further from the truth. Spaying and neutering is quite expensive and it is hard to find low cost options. Um, Very often when people go to breeders, they'll buy two babies. They'll think they're sisters or brothers and it turns out they're not. And before they know it, they're contacting us because they've got a problem of 15 to 30 rabbits in their
0: house. Wait, wait, wait. hold on. What's a litter? It's not like 15, is it? is
2: it? No, no, it's not. Generally, a litter is between two and 10, uh-huh. anywhere in there. 10? But if the, the mother and the father are together at the time of birth, that mother is going to have another litter in another 30 days, which oh, is why I say... They like like rabbits. rabbits.
3: (laughs) Oh, yes.
0: So I thought when I learned about cats on this particular program here, you know, (laughs) professionals and animal lovers show, I was like, we should be talking about cats that way. No, now I know why we say like rabbits, right?
2: Exactly, exactly. So, right. Spaying and neutering is not only important to cut down on the overpopulation, but it also takes away some of those hormonal behaviors, which is what makes. People dump their rabbits when they're no longer a cute, tiny little thing anymore. They become rambunctious teenagers, marking your your house up with pee, poop, biting, getting aggressive because they're just so frustrated because they're wired to reproduce.
0: But if if we intervene and spay or neuter, they don't go through that rambunctious phase and they're still a, a member of the family that we're not trying to put out on the Southern State Parkway again
2: right I mean they do have to be a certain age in order to spay and neuter safely so there may be a few weeks of that that you have to tolerate some of these behaviors but in the long run it is worthwhile we all listen who among us doesn't go through a tough time or a phase
0: (laughs) I I go through sometimes twice in this show (laughs) I get it man totally I get it per episode I mean like you know in an hour so So
1: we only have a couple of minutes left I'm going to jump in to remind you guys please tell us about your upcoming event and also how everyone can reach you and support you
2: oh yes so there is an event at tom's pet supply in astoria queens on the 27th of this month please check our social media to learn all about it and there you can come and meet rabbits in a casual setting and talk to uh, knowledgeable volunteers about what is involved in their care
3: Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's
2: an it's an opportunity to meet some bunnies without first having to go through the application process you can come and see who we have and meet all the characters and and love on some bunnies um you know without having to go through all the stops before we can set up a private meet and greet
0: that's that's this week everybody if you're listening that's Is it that's, yeah, already so this sunday oh my gosh I, you're right it's this 80. sunday 30.
1: yeah wow yes.
0: yeah. This sunday. can anybody
1: find me some bunny to love and
0: um, what, that you good, want a Val? bunny to live? She was
3: doing a cute live.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know what? I all think that right. might be, right. I think you might be the one that would get qualified out when they went through the application and looked at all the animals on the list. I, I'm just saying. Don't tell them. I'm not telling them. I'm telling Look, you <laughs> think Barry's going to like not tell them? Like they're going to interview him. <laughs> not just you. Look, Val, uh, really I'll, I'll, adopt a, I'll adopt yeah. a bunny and I'll send it down to you. Perfect. Didn't say say that. No one's listening. No big deal. It's just a show. Just a radio. On
1: October 11th of this year, we are breaking out the inaugural event for this show, which is going to be called the Compassion Awards, and we're going to have a couple of honorees that we we won't name them yet, but um, it is going to be a night of animal lovers people in business who support animals it's going to be rescuers trappers advocates all my heroes this is our tribe and uh please mark your calendars for october 11th at the refuge in melville you're gonna want to be there um tommy dean
0: leave it val we gotta leave it there we're gonna have time Take us home. All right, I'm bringing us home. So so actually, if you're looking, this is our new business card. Check it out, right? Very cool. And on the back, it has a quote that we close the show with every week, which I will read to you right now. So in his total commitment to nonviolence, Gandhi always remembered the animals by saying the greatness of a nation and its moral progress can be judged by the way its animals are treated. Make it a great day, everybody. We are your pals. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you. Thank Thank you for
1: having having us. us. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much.